0: Welcome to One Hit Wonderful, the podcast where we cover all those amazing reality shows that unfortunately only had one season. I'm your host Frank Cousine, the III, and I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And today we're going to be diving deeper into our series on Mexican dynasties. We're going to be discussing episode five: Grudges and Fish.
1: Yeah. Quite- and
0: before we start that, um, we don't. I don't have any Twitter. Um, and before you do the margarita minute, let's do our, um, COVID wrap ups. Okay. Mine are, I was sitting on my couch, minding my own business, um, earlier in the week, well, last week and out of nowhere at midnight, my, um, exhaust fan on my oven went on out of the blue, scared me shitless. I jumped (laughs) like 50 feet in the air, still have no idea what caused it. It was very traumatic. Um, Uh, I am, as of today, back to partially running again, so everyone keep your fingers crossed that my knees don't give out um and I've just been eating far too much and catching up on lots of good t v How about you
1: same so this week was a tough one for me, and it is my fault that we delayed recording, so I'm sorry to those of you who are listening. It was just it was having a day, you know it was one of those um but victories for the week include. I made pizza dough from scratch for the first time
0: because
1: awesome. as someone who likes to bake I don't often mess with yeast or leavening or time in general so <laughs> I challenged myself to make a pizza dough and it was quite good I was very happy with it and I am also still running and I ran my quarantine personal best on Monday so a couple of days ago, no idea why I'm tracking that. doesn't matter if I do or don't, but I just happened to notice it was my fastest one yet. So that felt good.
0: I'll that's awesome.
1: That. Maybe it's all the extra carbs. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it, pro- it, actually, it probably is, honestly. I'm drinking a lot of water and I'm eating a lot of carbs. So that's probably what it is. But that's it. I mean, nothing too much to complain about. But so this week's margarita minute is also a little... I don't want to say it's half-assed because I did look things up, but there's just not as much stuff. Oh, um,
0: really quick, before we go into Margarita a minute, should we discuss and yes. Cavallari and her divorce?
1: Yes, we should.
0: <laughs> so okay, since you, you brought it to my attention, and I feel like you've gone deeper dive than I have, so let's have it.
1: Well, I feel like, thanks to those of you who reached out and pointed out to me, by the way, um, I thought what was interesting is that you were very surprised, and I wasn't surprised at all. <laughs> Um, and I feel like I had discussed it on the podcast when I said that season two of her show I felt like I was choking it down that I was watching a very awkward dynamic between a husband and a wife and I remember saying like I don't I don't want to watch that that's not escapist I don't It, it, it was really painful I don't think that they recovered from a lot of things like he retired and he wanted her to slow down and just like raise their kids with him. And they live in Nashville. And instead, all of a sudden she's gaining more popularity. She's on TV again. She's hosting red carpets for E, and you know, her store is doing really well. And I don't think he was having any of it
0: ever. Um, Do you think this is why she agreed to be on the Hills again?
1: I'm guessing that she also agreed to be on the Hills because it's a good thing for her show and her store.
0: Like all she does. Oh, for is... Sure. But I mean, she's going to have to be in LA to be on the Hills.
1: Yeah. I don't know. And I wonder if she really wants to stay in Nashville or not, but I imagine with three kids, it's going to get tough because she well, she's I... very adamant about raising them outside of the spotlight, which is great. But I wonder if that, if she feels differently now.
0: I was honestly shocked at how quickly it went from this is going to be super amicable to Jay's not allowed in the house. That is an unfit parent. Like I feel like that took a day and a half.
1: It was like 24 hours, maybe 36. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think it's going to get ugly, but then there was another report that came out and said, but it's not another woman. Okay.
0: Well, and I read an article too, that she's still, doubling down and saying it was not her friend like there was never an affair with that best friend of hers that you know she's no longer friends with because of the affair rumors
1: right and that's part of why i didn't want to watch the next season apart from their awkward dynamic is that i genuinely loved her friendship with kelly it was the best part of the show and i didn't want to watch them go through drama like i couldn't take the awkward husband and the no best friend that was just way too much for me and i couldn't do it
0: gotcha Well, I'm excited. I hope that she's going to do the whole season of The New Hills and not just make a one time appearance.
1: Me too. And
0: um, I'm looking forward to a lot of single shenanigans.
1: Single Kristen Cavallari is one of reality television's greatest treats.
0: Yes. So I'm I'm
1: here for it. Me too. Ever since she was 17, that girl has been a man eater. So I'm excited to get her back to it.
0: (laughs) Now, do you think her show is going to get another season or do you think this will be it?
1: I don't know. Because they really, she doesn't even put her kids on TV and the stuff with the store isn't that compelling. Like some of it is like when they do photo shoots or like when one of the staff really messes up or whatever, but if she's not friends with Kelly anymore and her and Jay did some funny stuff occasionally, but I don't know what's left. I didn't watch this. It's hard to say. I didn't watch the season though. So I don't know what it was
0: like without Kelly at all. It'll be interesting to see if she just moves to LA and then it's just like, Mm -hmm. fuck it, I'll just be on the Hills.
1: I know. That's what I'm wondering too. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad about that for the Hill's sake, though.
0: No, not at all. I think
1: it'd be great. Yeah. I'm
0: here for it.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. So hit us up with the Margarita Minute. All right. This week's Margarita Minute is our queen, Jenny Allende. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so Jenny was born December 21st, 1987, in Connecticut. Oh yeah. Okay. That, that caught me off guard. Um, definitely was raised and grew up in Puerto Rico, but I'm not quite sure how we went from Connecticut to Puerto Rico, but born in Connecticut. So she grew up in Puerto Rico and um, I guess her grandfather was a like decently prominent local musician, which is where she credits her love of music. And um she started modeling and all that kind of stuff from a very young age, and she did major in architecture for a while at the Polytechnic University of Puerto Rico, but only lasted a year. So then her modeling transitioned, as we know, into beauty pageants. So she competed in quite a few over a couple of years. Um, she was the second runner-up in Miss Teen Puerto Rico in 2006. And In Miss Puerto Rico Universe 2009, she was first runner-up. However, she did win the special award for most beautiful hair.
0: (laughs) Oh, which she should have. She does have beautiful hair.
1: I know. Um, And then, as we know, she was Miss World Puerto Rico in 2009. She was the winner. So then she went to Miss Worlds in um, Johannesburg, South Africa in 2009, but she did not place at all. Which is, oh, tra- yeah, that's a tragedy in my opinion. Um, but she was one of the semi finalists in the Miss World Sports and Miss World Beach Beauty Fast Track events. I don't know what that means.
0: <laughs> I don't know either.
1: Yeah. Um, but. We're not going to look at her photos, but maybe I can post them on our Instagram or I'll tweet them and you can retweet them of some of her old pageant photos. Um, I mean, she looks the exact same now, but she's, she's just very pretty. And she's, she's the girl with like the long legs and the world's skinniest arms that all of us, you know, have been dreaming about our whole lives, basically. Um, so she, as we know, she met Alon through Miss World Puerto Rico and they wed in secret. Did we know that?
0: Yes, I did know that. I don't know. Okay. I, I feel like it was said earlier, maybe when I did a deep dive before when I first watched this, but yes, I did know they married in secret.
1: Okay. So they married in secret in September of 2010 um, in Puerto Rico, and then their daughter was born June 21st of 2011. So almost like nine months later to the day. <laughs> <laughs> um so they had their daughter, Maria Valentina, and Fernando Jr., as we know. And she and Alana are still making music, and they are signed with Topshop Shop Records. Um, and their duo is called Shambaya. Okay. Um, which I don't know that I knew they had a name. I'm not surprised, but I don't know that they've said that on the show.
0: Um, I think they did once, but I don't know what it means.
1: Me either. But it's S-H-A-M-B-A-Y-A-H. Um, and, you know, they're still making music. Their Instagram is relatively active, but both Alan, Jenny, and the band all have about 30,000 followers. Um, so you can see, like, pictures of their kids, and they did an Instagram Live during quarantine. Um, and they post a lot of videos of what press they do do for the band. Um, they're also sponsored by Gibson Guitars. Oh, Shambaya. wow.
0: That's really cool. Good for them.
1: Yeah. And Gibson Espanol
0: as well. So we might see I more just, of them. I just looked up Shambaya. It's actually a, a Buddhist word, meaning place of peace. Okay. It, it comes from the Buddhist word Shangri-La.
1: Okay. Um, but there they are. You know, not much to not much to go on. Her her bio is pretty short, but you know, you can catch up with all of them on Instagram. They're pretty much doing the same things they were on this show. That's the funny thing about this show is that it was filmed relatively recently compared to everything else we've watched, so there's no big mystery
0: about what they're doing since. Yeah. Like they're still doing the same stuff. <laughs> well, what's really funny is while you were um giving us the margarita minute, I was looking up Ilan because I wanted to see how much younger he was than Jenny um, because I believe he is younger than her and she has a Wikipedia and he does not. I know. Interesting. Yeah. He's younger than her. I wouldn't have guessed. Hmm. I mean just a year or two. I mean, I could be, I could be wrong about that, but I thought he was younger than her.
1: Oh, you know what? I know how to check that. Give me one second. Okay. Um, But anyway, they, uh, not much going on there to be honest. And his bio is just kind of like roped into Fernando's. Oh, it is? Yeah, like Alan doesn't really have one.
0: Oh, Alan here we go. Famous birthdays. Oh no, they're the exact same age. They were both born in 87. When is her birthday? December 87. Oh, she he's September 87. Okay. So they are the same age.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, still together, still thriving, still singing. Awesome. Yeah. Are you ready to start this episode? I surely am. <laughs> I would like to point out that there was a section of this episode that made me laugh so hard. Not only did I watch it twice, I made my husband watch it twice.
0: <laughs> um, I forgot, because I forget what happens in each episode, because it's been a year since I watched them. Yeah. Um, so what you're referring to we'll talk about later, but in subsequent episodes, it's even better. Like, there's, it's, it's way better. I can't wait. So we open with
1: our usual kind of montage of what everyone's doing to start their day. Um, Raquel and Doris and Jorge are in the park and Jenny and Alan are at their new apartment. And then we see Oscar and his mother and his children pull into a parking lot. Yes, we do. Um, And I was very confused at first, but then he's there to teach his children how to drive.
0: Which I thought was funny at age 13. Agreed.
1: (laughs) I got very confused because I was like, wait, weren't they just going to a bar mitzvah? And I couldn't remember how old they were. But I think I realized my mom, she didn't let me drive her car, but I feel like that's when I started to get interested around 13, 14. And she always drove a stick shift and she would let me shift for her and like things like that as I got more curious. So I guess, I don't know, wasn't
0: that foreign. Well, um, this, this is even a little more scandalous because I just quickly looked up what the driving age is in Mexico and it's 18.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I think That's it's older. even
0: 16, it's 18. The minimum age to drive a car in Mexico is 18 years old. I got nothing. <laughs> um,
1: however, I thought this scene would be super boring and it was not. <laughs> it oh, was... it sure was not. <laughs> so not only does Oscar not know how to drive because he drives an automatic car with two feet which is very which bad. Very bad and does not surprise me at all. No. And we've I seen he- that he's a bad driver, so it tracks. Yeah. Um, so the girl, um, and Anique, why can Anique. I never, I know I can never remember her name and I even meant to write it down differently this time. Anique goes first and this is a different car than they were driving in the episode before. This car was a Nissan. Yeah which is interesting. Um, But she does a pretty good job for her age and the fact that they're in an empty parking lot. But then for some reason, they want to drive with the grandmother instead of Oscar. (laughs) Gabriella is, uh, she is actually my queen, no offense to Jenny, they both are, but Gabriella decides (laughs) to stand out of the sunroof while her grandchildren are practicing driving.
0: Oh, she's amazing. And I also love that Oscar (laughs) tries to blame his bad driving on her by saying, You never taught me to drive. You just gave me a car at 17. And she says, Did I teach you to smoke? Did I teach you to drink? (laughs) You figured out how to do those things. Why couldn't you figure out how to drive?
1: Like, she is amazing. (laughs) She's incredible. And as she was standing out of the sun with her, like, frightened 13 year old grandchildren driving, she's like, Go faster,
0: go faster. (laughs) She's making them drive backwards, do donuts. Um, I believe one of the kids said that she was a savage. I'm here for it. Like, she's yeah. amazing.
1: I want a show just about her. Yeah. I would actually, I would watch a show about Oscar and his mom.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, if he had a spinoff, yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, and I forgot to say, real quickly, I did last week tweet to, at Oscar and Paulina and asked them if Kay Mandraza was filmed before a live studio audience. And they did never they never got back. So I did try.
1: Oh, good one. Yeah, that's worth knowing. Um, so then we go to the penthouse and Fernando is preparing to paint his next masterpiece. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and Chio and Jesus are tasked with, you know, doing everything that's Actual labor, so they're like stretching his canvas and setting up his paints, and he's just like sketching in a notebook or a sketchbook before he puts it onto the canvas himself. Um, and he asks Jesus for his opinion on this sketch, and then Jesus, in his confessional, says he's the one imagining the painting, not me. <laughs> um, and. Fernando says that he has, a higher, he has a connection with a higher god when he paints.
0: Um, can we talk about Mari's portrait? Yes. That he painted. That's my next um, I, note. <laughs> I want it in my house. Um, it's just from boobs up. The boobs are completely symmetrical. Um, it is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And I really, really, really want it in my house. It is.
1: It, it almost just looks like a head on a pair of boobs, too. Like... I, it looks like a
0: Barbie head, like those big Barbie heads yeah. that you would style their hair with, like, two grapefruits super glued to the front of it.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, he's quite the painter. and Oh, yeah. the the canvas he's preparing now, it's going to be a painting of a lioness. It's not a lion. It's a lioness. Lioness. Yes. Which is interesting because I believe that female lions don't have the big mane, which is what he's drawing.
0: Well, and I think that was kind of Mari's point. Yes. And she was like, it's so female. Like, huh? <laughs> Who calls it a peacock? Did she call it a peacock? I thought Jesus called it a peacock, but I could be wrong about that. <laughs> I can see where they were getting peacock from it. Me too. Um, but someone
1: calls it a peacock and it's fantastic. <laughs> um, so then we get a few scenes back and forth between Jenny and Milan and their kids at a local like market and back and forth to the penthouse. Um, the kids are not used to this open air food market. And they joke about how nothing goes to waste in Mexico and like, you know, chicken feet, chicken heads, like all of it's available. There are a lot of bugs. And then Jenny says, I mean, they're used to a mall in Florida.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, he's I love, too, how um, Ilan was all excited because he got, like, all of these fruits and vegetables and all this great stuff for, like, $10. So he's like, this is what I miss about Mexico. And Jenny's like, and the bugs and the dead animals everywhere and the smell.
1: Yeah. I actually got flashbacks to one time when I was in San Francisco and I went into one of the Asian markets. And I'm well aware that, like, all of the animal gets used. That's wonderful. But they were, like, chopping and flicking things against the plexiglass, And it was, there were so many people in there and I have personal space issues that I swear I started to feel faint and I had to like scramble to get outside (laughs) and I had to take a breather like across the street. It was not, this gave me that
0: vibe except it wasn't crowded. Yeah, I'm the worst. I'm a meat eater who does not like to know where his meat comes from. I'm like the worst kind of meat eater. That's okay. Like I would never hunt for my own food. I would never, um, like pluck a chicken like i can't do any of that like i don't want to see it before it's been
1: yeah that's fair i feel like i could do some things and not other things and we were watching this show the other day where a bunch of people went hunting and killed a deer and i was like
0: (gasps) yeah (laughs) for me
1: yeah i was very upset about it um so then back at the penthouse mari admits that all this stress is affecting her physically
0: Yes, that she magically now has hypertension and it's all Jenny and Alon's fault.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: (laughs) Like you don't think it's like the terrible sleep schedule and the diet of constant champagne. Like you don't think any of that could have anything to do with it, Mari? Yeah. It's it's like the fight you had with your children a week ago and suddenly of hypertension out of nowhere. I think there may be some other factors at play.
1: The fight wasn't even that, bad not to say that it wasn't stressful for a family i'm sure it was but basically nando insulted them and said they needed to be happy for a don but they didn't like throw a bl-
0: like we didn't see a massive blow up no i mean she's just using this as yet another an excuse to give jenny and alana a hard time yeah
1: um so then we go back to the market and alan is you kind of get a glimpse into his upbringing that you know, we didn't have before that, you know, like how he felt as a kid when his parents were mad at him and Nando's apparently famous for the silent treatment. Um, and he once didn't speak to Jenny for a week because she told him his hair looked bad. (laughs) Um, and then she calls Nando a drama queen, but Jenny, she just continues to earn points in my book as a lot of them do. And she says that she wants, Alan's parents to love him the way they love Adan, and it makes her upset that they don't.
0: Um, And go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that. I mean, that's she's a great wife. I mean, she really does have his best interest at heart, and she really does feel terrible that his parents are treating him so awfully. I mean, most of her none of her complaints are about her. Like she never says like Your parents treat me like shit. No. Why don't your parents respect me? It's always like I hate the way your parents treat you. Yeah. Which I feel like a lot of spouses would not view it that way.
1: Yeah. She's great. And Alon I noticed, looks very handsome in this scene, and then I realized it's because he's not wearing any jewelry. Like, he didn't have, um, like, yeah. a big clunky necklace on, and I felt like it helped
0: him. <laughs> um, also, we uh, didn't talk about the fact that Adon was taking a big old nap at 2.15 in the afternoon. Oh, I missed that. Oh, you didn't see? It was two seconds. You, you may have been writing what had happened. But yeah, when they're in the penthouse all talking, all of a sudden there's him getting in the bed, putting down the blackout curtains, and a little timestamp at the bottom. says 2.15 p.m.
1: I did see it. I yeah. just didn't write it down. <laughs> Yeah, the bizarre sleep schedule might be part of all these physical symptoms. Um, so then we go meet up with Raquel and Doris and their cousin Patty oh.
0: But yeah. first, I got a big giggle out of Mari during this whole exchange when she said, like, I have other things to worry about, like the fact that I only have 33 bottles of champagne left. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would love if they had a live cam of her and Fernando and Alon, I mean, in Adon during quarantine. I oh. would love a camera in their house right now.
1: Yeah, I guarantee they're doing what we see them doing. They're, like, playing the drums and drinking champagne and driving Chio nuts.
0: I'm sure, but I'm here for it. I kind of want to see it.
1: I also kind of liked Mari's outfit for her in this scene with the like yellow with the black polka dots and just like black pants. Yeah. It was like just festive enough, but with the solid black pant, you know, she, she'll cute. Yeah, for Mari. Um, so as I mentioned, we meet up with Raquel and Doris and cousin Patty, and they are preparing to have everybody over for Shabbat dinner.
0: Now as you confused about this as I was because I thought that was Patty's house from the first exterior shot and then later we find out it's an apartment building and she has the penthouse. Uh cuz when they show the exterior of, of 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 the outside and then they show Doris and Raquel walking in, I thought it was a whole house. Oh I didn't realize it was just, I didn't realize it was an apartment building and just a penthouse. I mean, not just a penthouse. It's gorgeous and big and huge. But in the first shot, they don't say that. They just say like Patty, the cousin. And I thought she owned that whole building. Oh, gotcha. No,
1: I didn't I didn't really notice the opening shot probably, so I wasn't paying attention. Um, but her penthouse is very lovely as we see it again later too for, for the actual Shabbat dinner. Yeah. Um, and... They are making challah bread by hand, which is actually, you know, as someone who has recently conquered working with yeast and baking bread, you know, I should really add that to my list, but that's a few items you away. You should. hala is good. So I have a friend who is great at it, and she sends me pictures because she learned how to braid and all that stuff, and it does look fun. I'm kind of into that. Um, so they joke that Raquel is allergic to the kitchen, and... Then we get a little bit of history about Raquel's family and we see some old photos of Raquel's parents um, and she tells a story about how they met in Mexico and that she's very proud to be Mexican. That's all I got on that.
0: Yeah, me too. It's very sweet, but you know. It was, it was a sweet little thing. It was fun to watch Raquel try to cook and it was fun. Yes. So
1: then we go meet up with Don who is going to see his producers again.
0: And, Nico and Pablo.
1: Yeah, and they decide that he's going, he's got to record. Like, today he should do some recording. Um, And <laughs> my note says, oh God, oh God, oh God. <laughs> I was really scared when they said we're going to record today. <laughs> um, So he also says that Deep down, he knows he's a star, like a rock star, but sexier. Mm -hmm. So, sure. And he sings a little bit. And to the producer's credit, they actually have the courage to tell him that he's, quote, a little flat this time.
0: (laughs) My favorite watching this back, because the first time when I watched it, I for sure was watching him. This time I watched the producers the whole time. That's why I watched it twice. (laughs) It is a journey and it is hysterical. Like the one guy says, holy shit, like they are traumatized.
1: (laughs) And then, so then they cut away to, after the guy says, holy shit, they cut away to Adon kind of explaining his vocal range and that lower notes are hard for him, but hitting the high notes is just so fun. He says, so then he practices what he thinks is him hitting these high notes. (laughs)
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And I, they cut to the producers, and you see one guy just sitting there like a deer in headlights, and then the other one's trying to hold it in and just starts laughing, and they have to cut away. Yeah. And then Jenny in a confessional says, "When Adan sings, he sounds like a goat." <laughs> and then they cut to Mari and Fernando, and Mari says. It's like Freddie Mercury and Whitney Houston having a love child.
0: No. Again, why are they always wishing death upon their child? Like they're (laughs) always comparing him to dead celebrities. It is is not a love child of anybody's. No. 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 Well, it might be a
1: love child of Whitney Houston and a goat. (laughs) I think anything involving Whitney Houston would sound better than that, though. Oh, it's so painful! And then the producer somehow managed to clap, and then they say that can be your signature. I really hope they weren't talking about the high notes, but maybe they were.
0: I am so excited for you to see future episodes <laughs> when he actually performs concerts because you are going to die. Like I, this is nothing. I'm
1: nothing gonna have compared to compared
0: to what's coming.
1: I'm gonna have to like treat it like a scary movie where I pull a blanket over my eyes. It is uh, so- you may. It's so painful. It's so funny though. (laughs) My husband (laughs) loved it and actually kind of wanted to watch it a second time. And he was like, wait, this isn't a joke. And I said, no, 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 this, this is a reality show. Like his parents think he's a great singer. And Bill was like, this is just like pure gold. Yes. (laughs) Yes, it is. So then we watch Oscar get ready for a date and Which
0: this is my goal with him sitting in a chair in his dressing room. Yes. Both arms up, one maid on one side, one maid on the other side, both of them putting on his cufflinks for him.
1: Yes. And I like that his maids say that you really can't outdress Oscar and if you do, you'll be dumped. <laughs> <laughs> Um, So he says he's going to meet an old friend, and hopefully they have a connection. But while he says connection, he humps at the camera. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oscar is not shy about talking about sex at all.
1: No. And I want your hot take on this date, because I don't have much to discuss about dating.
0: Oh, I have a ton to say about all of this. Oh, yeah. Um, No, let's do it. Okay, so, so his date's name is Juan. Apparently... It's a little convoluted because Oscar makes it sound like they dated previously and then Juan moved to London or lives in London. It's very confusing because Juan sounded British to me. Yes, I mean, he had me a, an English accent. Like, so I'm very confused as to how long their connection was <laughs> and when it occurred. Um, but before we get into that, I did not notice this the first time. I think the reason we did not get an explanation, like usually they'll say where they are, at the beginning of an episode they'll say or a scene they'll say the name of the bar club restaurant we didn't get that this time this was some kind of event because it was sponsored by american express did oh. you notice that the bar in the back said american express over it and when they're talking all of the walls had the american ex- the nightclub oh i did some i kind of I didn't think that it looked like a restaurant or a bar. No, it was some kind of American Express sponsored event. I don't know if it was like a fashion show or what it was supposed to be, but it was some kind of American Express event, number one. Um, Then he meets up with Juan. Um, It's already very awkward from the jump. Um, Oscar is being a little overly flirtatious and complimentary. Juan seems to be having none of it. Uh, they order drinks. Oscar drops some sexual innuendos. Juan also doesn't seem to be having any of it. No. Um, my favorite one of all was when Oscar talks about how he has a 28 inch waist. And he said, are you saying I'm built like a child? And he's like, well, not all of me. Basically implying that Oscar has a big dick. And the guy's like, I wouldn't know. I haven't seen it. <laughs> so I'm a little confused as to like what their relationship was before this. Um, I think Oscar was probably upplaying it a little bit. Um, I also didn't understand, even as someone who's been on a million awkward dates and has gone out with people a second time after it didn't work out the first time, I didn't get the cutaway when Oscar says, like, oh, now after seeing him again, I remember why we didn't work out. Like, the, the only thing I was getting was that Juan wasn't, didn't seem into him at all. But Oscar was kind of implying that he was a dud, which was a little confusing to me. Yeah, it was confusing. I thought the guy was kind of no. cute, though. He was hot. One can fucking get it. Like he was hot with that accent. Like I was into it. Like into it. Yeah, he's a hot motherfucker. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Um, oh, excuse me. And then we go back to the penthouse with the Ayendas so that they can discuss Shabbat <laughs> dinner and how much they hate gefilte fish.
0: Um, I have, uh, to be fair, I am not a big fan of the filth either. Um, I've never so I'm kind had with them on that. Um, it's I mean, it's not terrible. It's just not. I don't find it be delicious. Um, my what I was too distracted to even listen to what they were saying was I was watching Fernando sit there in his cast stand in shapewear. <laughs> he had shapewear on. Did, Yes, you didn't see his spanks. <laughs> no. Oh my god! You need to go back at some point and just watch that scene. It's like the like, 21-minute like mark, I think, I even looked at it in case I wanted to put a picture on Twitter. He's obviously wearing Spanx because right where his breastbone stops, you, they, it starts. It, oh. I mean, it's the color of... And he's wearing shapewear. He's wearing like a girdle. <laughs> <laughs> With a caftan. He's giving us hardcore Mrs. Roper vibes. Yeah, I'll have to go back and look at that. And, you know,
1: they make sure that Adon is going to wear something nice to Shabbat. So that's
0: about that. Well and also um they can't pronounce well Fernando can't pronounce gafilta fish cuz he's calling it gafilka. Yeah. Yeah. And goes on a long tangent about how like there's not even a fish called a gafilta. Like where I can't even go order a gafilta. What is that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um so then we get another scene with Alan and Jenny and you know they're they're nailing it. You know, the kids love the apartment. They're happy. They have their sanity and all that kind of stuff. And then they get some more family talk in the mix. And this is where, um, is this where we get the scene of, like, who kind of raised Alan and Adon more? Yes. Like, so like we, they, had, they, t- they had nannies and teachers and all that kind of stuff. Brenda and Clara. Yeah. Who
0: basically, Alan says, raised him and who he really loved and respected. And this kind of makes sense a little bit with the Adon thing because he says when they got to be a little bit older, the parents fired all of the help, thinking, like, oh, we haven't had enough input in our kids' lives now. And he was already a little older. So he may have been too old to be receptive to that. And I think they've placed all of that attention now onto Adon. Yeah. And we also learned that Mari was adopted, which I don't think that we previously knew.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that either. Um, and I guess Fernando's father was never around. No. So they, they both had very unique experiences about parenthood. And I think maybe that speaks to why they're such unique parents themselves.
0: Yeah. I mean, because we find out later that Fernando was raised by his grandparents, not his parents.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it's the big Shabbat dinner.
0: Um, yes. I have lots to say about this. <laughs> so um, do it. I, I want to um, it. Want- well, most of my um, notes are about the apartment's decor. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, well, first of all, I love that they walk in and Jenny and Edelon have a safe word, which is zen. Yes. Um, but one of the first things you see is there's a hallway shot uh, going out onto the patio. And um, Patty has a, a giant sculpture that's probably, it looks three or four feet high by two or three feet wide. And you know the Philadelphia love letters that became a stamp where they're like stacked on top of each other? Yeah. It's like that, but it's puta, p-u-t-a, which is bitch in Spanish. Um, <laughs> which I, I, thought was, I know. I thought it was <laughs> hilarious and amazing. I was really into it. <laughs> Between that and the
1: painting of Mari's boobs, we could really have something.
0: Well, and the other thing, and it, it shows up much later, but the other uh, thing that I had to talk about about the decor is when Fernando and... El- lawn are having their chat there's this circular giant like purpley pink sculpture on the wall and it's got sand in it that is consistently moving the whole time it was the coolest thing i've ever seen <laughs> like i want that i want to go i want to know who patty's decorator is and i want her to come to my house tomorrow <laughs> i saw the big circle but i don't think i noticed it was moving
1: so i'm gonna have to go back and look at
0: that go back too. and watch because there it's like it. it you know those like. It, when you were a kid and you could make like different color sand and like move the thing back and forth and the sand would move. Yeah. It's like that, but consistently yeah. moving in a sculpture. It's really cool. Go back and watch it. Let's okay. It again.
1: Well, I got very excited because when they arrive and they're all on the patio and there are people passing appetizers and things like that, one of them is a seven layer dip. <laughs> oh, that was in my notes too. I put seven layer dip. <laughs> i was very excited about that it made me want some and i like was it a server or was it just alan himself that like really sticks the spoon in
0: there to make sure he gets all the good stuff the server had it on a tray and then he starts to put the spoon in and doris goes no 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 no, put it all the way in like get it all the way to the bottom
1: (laughs) very exciting um so jenny and alan are still getting the silent treatment from fernando and somebody says you see how he looks and then Alon says, "Yeah, like he has a shit stuck." <laughs> <laughs> um, but Alon and Adan have a very nice moment, <clears throat> and I'm guessing they imply this is the first time they've seen each other since the discussion in the park, and it it may be. But he says, you know, don't think that we're competing, and that he really wants him to be happy and wants him to succeed too. And then he tells a story about how Adon bought them a computer to help them produce their music. I thought that Which was interesting.
0: It's very interesting. And I mean, I'm assuming he bought it with Fernando's money because Fernando probably had cut them off. So there have been some other things going on behind the scenes in previous years that we are obviously not privy to that are just coming out in drips and drops.
1: Yeah. Um, but I just thought it was very sweet that Alon said, you know, like I want you to make it. And... Paulina and Oscar arrive with Gabriella. Oh obviously. wait, before,
0: before we get to that, yeah. I this time was not paying that much attention to Alana and Adan's talk because in front of them, the whole <laughs> time, Doris and Mari are having an in-depth conversation about Mari's statement necklace. Oh. Like if you go back and watch it, the whole time we're seeing them in front, it's their like, Doris is like pulling on it, Mari's talking about, I mean, they have this whole like five minute conversation about this ridiculous necklace he's wearing. And I was so distracted by that that I wasn't even paying attention to the other two.
1: I, I'm really loving your attention to like the B-roll. It's really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your second viewing of this is, is helpful. <laughs> but pauline oscar arrived with their mom gabriella our queen and oscar's shirt has the torah written on it which <laughs> there's something about oscar that's just so sweet sometimes like i just i don't know he he's grown on me so much since the first episode but then as he's showing it off there's a
0: dry cleaning tag still on it too <laughs> <laughs> which is hysterical because that means he's worn it before like, I would have thought that he purchased this shirt just to wear to this party. If yeah. There's a drag queen tag on it. That means he's worn it previously.
1: Yeah. Um, someone
0: who loves a theme, I'm here for it.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I appreciate his commitment to theme. And then we get a little of Doris talking to Jenny about Adon. And then Mari is talking to Adon himself and how she wants to go see him record. And he says, maybe. I guess, and she's upset because she says, "I mean, we're footing the bill."
0: Yeah, I <laughs> so mean, there's that. she. Yeah, I mean, and she also. I mean, he should know better. Like his, he knows how his parents are. He shouldn't feel like he should make them feel included at all times because he knows it's going to rub them the wrong way if he doesn't. Um, I was also very distracted. Did you see Paulina's gladiator heels? Yes. Oh my God, they were gorgeous.
1: I am here for an Oscar and Paulina fashion moment. I really am. It's not my personal style because I don't, I'm just not that much into excess, but they do it really well.
0: I also, one of my other favorite themes during this was a little like cutaway when Fernando is trying to eat a churro. And knocks his yarmulke off. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) I wrote that down too. And then... So Alan is actually being the nicest one in the family, talking to Adan first. And then he kind of corners his dad and says, we need to talk. And he ends up basically apologizing for, to Fernando for Fernando being rude.
0: He does. And I, I put in my notes that Alan <laughs> kisses ass. Yes.
1: However, he was somewhat sneaky about it. Like, he didn't say sorry, and he didn't quite admit to... Like, he didn't falsely admit to anything, which I appreciate. But he said, I don't want things to be misinterpreted. I just want to bring some peace to the family. Like, he kind of skates around it, but then Nando basically thanks him for his apology. Yes. Um And you get the sense that that's what happens to Jenny and Elan a lot.
0: Uh, yeah, I think it does.
1: Yeah. Um, but he... I'm glad that he didn't overtly say, like, I'm sorry, because he didn't have anything to be sorry for in that conversation, in my opinion.
0: No, he most certainly did not.
1: So then we sit down to dinner, and my favorite part of the dinner scene was that Doris tells this very touching story of when her father passed away, she called Oscar, who was in Jerusalem at the time, and Oscar was kind enough to put her father's name on a piece of paper or write a note or a story about him and put it in the wailing wall for her. And she gets very teared up telling the story to the whole table. And I was just like, you know, yet another
0: moment of Oscar being a treasure. It's just so sweet. And the other thing about this too is it was incredibly (laughs) sweet and touching. And it also just goes to show that these people really are friends independently of this show.
1: Yes. Because that happened
0: before the show started. I mean, they really all have been friends for a long time and do know each other well.
1: Yeah, and he he was just so gracious about it, and he said that he was honored to do it for her, and just like it was very sweet. Um, and then all of a sudden, what happens at Shabbat stays at Shabbat, and there's
0: a conga line. <laughs> well, before that, we got to see all the food, which looked amazing. The yeah, food it looked did. so good. Um, and yes, there was amazing Shabbat conga line that looked awesome, and I wish I was at that Shabbat. <laughs> yeah,
1: they do. They have some fun parties on this show. We got the riverboat. We got the S and party. We got the seven yeah. layer. We got the seven layer dip and a conga line. Like I'm not mad about any of it. Mm-mm. So then it is another day, and Oscar is talking to his mother about his love life and this relationship he has with a man named Tarek in Brazil. And apparently, Tarek has proposed to Oscar twice. But Oscar wasn't having it, and he's wondering if he should invite Tarek to Mexico to meet his family because they've never done that. And Gabriella says it's the only way to know, and encourages him to go for it.
0: Um, she's amazing. Like she, I love her so much. Yeah, I mean, she talks about how she loves him unconditionally, that she wants him to find happiness, and my favorite thing that I thought was the sweetest thing ever. She says, if your heart breaks, I will glue it back together for you.
1: She's incredible.
0: Yeah. I and wrote then, I wrote oh, this,
1: this mother, all caps, with a heart emoji. Yeah,
0: she is the best. She is. Um, and then we get Oscar and Tarek having a uh, FaceTime. Yes. And um, I already knew this because I've seen this before, but Tarek can get it. Yeah, he's cute. Um, as someone who is currently talking to a Brazilian named Nilsen over WhatsApp, like, I'm here for it. <laughs>
1: I'm so excited to be part of your 90 Day Fiancé journey.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, Nielsen doesn't speak any English, so we're having difficulties, but it's going places.
1: Uh, that doesn't stop anyone on 90 Day Fiancé. No, it sure does not. <laughs> You're on your way to being married in their book, so there you go. Um, and then our final scene of the episode... We are at Distrito Music, and Alan is working with a producer. Jenny apparently wasn't feeling well. And he invites Nando to stop over and listen to what they've been working on. And this scene brought me back to liking Nando just a little bit. Um, At first, he is listening, and he seems like he's making that same sort of, like, stink-butt, you know, silent treatment face. But then he actually showers him with compliments and he says, it's very interesting. This is really excellent. You're doing great. Um, And he actually says the word congratulations, which is long
0: overdue. But did you notice that he only shows up when he finds out that he's alone?
1: Yes. So that's why he only gets a few points in my book and not all, you know, not all of them.
0: And I think what this goes along to, and I think part of the reason that he was so nice and so, and I'm with you, like he was amazing at that resorting session. He wants to be included. Like he wants to be listened to. He wants to be everyone's mentor. So the fact that Elan had him there, let him listen to the music and like took a little bit of insight from him. Like that's what he wants. Like he just wants to be everyone's mentor. Yeah. And he wants everybody coming to him. I will say that I really enjoyed their music. Yeah, I did like, I don't even like Latin music, but I really I liked it. Well, and
1: I liked it, but then Alan says, like, these are basically the rough cuts. Like, these haven't really been touched yet. These are just kind of like their first draft. And I was like, wow, those sound pretty good, though. Especially after, you know, the other Allende brother that we got in the studio earlier this episode. It was quite a treat. So, but that's where we ended. I was happy to see Fernando end on a positive note anyway.
0: Um, before we totally end, I pulled up on Instagram, my Brazilian. Here, let me see if I can show you. I know I said I wouldn't talk about pictures on here. Can you see that?
1: Yes, I can. He's hot, right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs>
0: I'm,
1: so, I'm so excited for your journey on television. It's it's long overdue. And I hope I get to be like the friend who drives you to get all your shots or
0: like helps you, like drops you up at the airport with your like 500 pounds of luggage. Uh, or I should probably check in with him. It's been a couple days. I'll send him a message tonight. Or maybe um,
1: we can meet up for a drink and I can be really skeptical of his intentions. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent.
0: I'm here yeah. for that. <laughs> <laughs> or all of the above. I'm ready. Whatever role <laughs> you want me to play. But um, that's it. So that's it. And for next week, we get some Alana and Don stuff. We get um, uh, some Doris and Don. of course, have a, feud with marie and fernando and i can't even read what my other note is here on the bottom but i guess we'll find out next week
1: um doris tells a to his face i don't think you're being honest that's where i ended it because that excited yeah. me
0: yeah i i think i th- believe the next episode if i remember correctly is where doris is kind of like you're not as good of a singer as you think you are Ooh, i'm in i'm yeah. ready so it should be super good um well this was amazingly fun and we will talk to you guys next week thanks for listening to another episode of one hit wonderful you can find us online on twitter and instagram at one hit pod you can email us at frankly at gmail.com you can find me on twitter and instagram at nana's mink and you can find me on twitter at hey it's mayor b please remember to rate and subscribe and have a great week guys we'll talk to you soon